0: In Poland, dzień dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athenwa Salmon. In Ghana, Akwaaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona, In Senegal, Nangadetsk. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising and thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif and we're going to be joined by our co-host Kareem Hamid and you as we talk about How to Teach Our Children Gratitude. We'll be right back with our co-host and our American Muslim 360 family and all of you as we take a look at this heavily commercialized buying season. Many parents are feeling the pressure to come up with enough money to buy just the right gift so that their child will be satisfied. And they can feel like they succeeded as parents. But truly, a few days after Christmas and you've gone through all that sacrifice, you notice that your child has already lost interest in that special toy they begged you to buy. And you're aggravated because they don't seem like they were grateful. Well, gratitude is a quality that must be taught by demonstration. So as we prepare to launch our New Earth Homeschool Academy in which we're teaching a whole different set of values, today we want to talk about how to teach your children gratitude. So we'll be right back after these brief messages, and we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. And as always, we want you to give us a call. And that is 515-605-9325. And press 1 so that your number lights up on our switchboard. And we know you have something valuable to share. We'll be right back. So stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means
1: you can sell your products and services all
0: day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. Radio. They buy food, boom. beauty
1: supplies, cleaning
0: supplies,
1: home repairs,
0: transportation services, child care services. Whatever you're selling, they need to buy we're your
1: media connection. This is And tomorrow You can sit back and Welcome relax Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able
0: to listen to the show. Money. And we are back. Excellent. Much 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 are listening to
1: and watching the
2: Female Solution Global Radio TV show. We'll
1: be right back. Hi, I'm Barbara, I'm Cheryl, Cheryl. and I'm Naima, we're Three Black Moms, and in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also Three Sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and, of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not the form
3: of direct financial aid to students who qualify and are graduating from high school this year or current college students. Learn more and apply online today at cwsc.us. But hurry, the deadline for applications is June the twentieth. Thank you for helping secure our next
4: generation's
1: intelligentsia.
5: Assalamualaikum.
4: to Black
0: Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. And we are back. And I believe we are joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family on this wonderful Wednesday morning.
6: Assalamu alaikum. Naeem al
0: Wa alaikum salam. Brother Kareem Hamid, we're so pleased to hear your voice today. We wanted to... Praise to Allah. Absolutely. Yes. Alhamdulillah. Praise God. We are so grateful to be among those who still have an opportunity to do some good on this earth. And that is something we want to talk about today, gratitude. You know, in this extreme commercialized buying season, many parents are feeling the pressure to conform and to buy their children, their loved ones, their associate's presence and to hope that their choices of gifts are acceptable. Otherwise, people may be disappointed and not show them love. <laughs> so we find people under a lot of stress in what's supposed to be a joyful time in our lives of family gatherings and remembrances and so forth. But what we're really demonstrating to our children by our behavior is how to evaluate people and to value people according to the money they have or the things they give us. We teach this through our own example and then we're upset when it's mirrored back to us by our children's ingratitude. So today we want to talk about the techniques of teaching gratitude because we're preparing to launch our New Earth Homeschool Academy online. It's a whole teaching mechanism for many different things first beginning with the redirection of our thoughts we need to be remade in a sense and of course many of us
5: <laughs>
0: many of us in the american muslim community have heard that phrase before because we know that this society inflicted a heavy brainwashing process on all of the people to get them to comply with being treated in a subhuman manner and to believe themselves worthy of no better. So now we're doing a lot of things to compensate for that feeling of worthlessness, and most of it is focused on how much money we appear to have and appear to spend so that we can be considered as worthy as others who appear to have things. And this kind of thought process is what creates in our children the behaviors that we see when they steal or they bully other children to take their things or they lie. And all of the things that we see them do And we're wondering where they get this behavior. But we have to recognize that it's coming from us and the values that we instill by the things that we did. So we want to talk about that because this is that time of year when the heavy brainwashing is upon us. And unless we have the skills to deprogram ourselves, we're going to see ourselves being used to create a demand for products that really don't have much value. And we're going to see ourselves being used to overspend and then go through the stress of trying to pay back debt for a day which we hope is going to be full of joy and it ends up being a big disappointment when people are not grateful for the sacrifices we made to buy them gifts. We put that in motion in our own lack of understanding of how we're being manipulated. Some parents have gone through the steps of saying, well, we're just not, we're not celebrating. We're not bleeding and all that. We're just not doing that. And then our children, they're upset. They're feeling like they're missing out. And so we often succumb to the pressures of, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and, and buy the gifts because then our children will be mad at us. And what we end up teaching our children is that love is contingent on money and what you have and what you can purchase. And if you can't purchase things, then you don't deserve love. That's a very hurtful message to be giving our children because that becomes the means whereby they choose their relationships. And how many of us have seen people get used and misused trying to buy love? So all of the attempts that we put forth trying to get people to accept us by showing that we have the power to buy them things and we have the means to purchase what they want, is merely reinforcing the idea that a person's worth is based on what they can buy. And why are we choosing
3: to reinforce that?
0: So teaching gratitude is something that has to happen very early in life. But before you can teach something, you have to have ingested it yourself. And this is what we want to talk about today is First, undoing that belief system that we're carrying, that our worth is based on what we can buy. And that's a big step, undoing the brainwashing, so that we can teach our children appreciation for what really matters in life. And that is the joy you bring to others by your mere presence. Not the presence that you buy, but the presence of your being and how you may bring joy through your service that may not cost you anything, but it makes a difference in others' lives. So this is our topic today, and we invite our listening audience to call in, 515 605 or 515-605-9891, and press 1 when you're ready to speak. And we want you to share your experiences. Was there a time where you really felt disappointed that your parents didn't give you something, and how did you handle that? And was there a time when you were not able to provide something for your children, and it made you feel like, A failure as a parent. We want to talk about that today because we need to eradicate these experiences that are making us feel less than based on a commercialized holiday that has nothing to do with the love and the compassion of the one this holiday is supposed to be based upon. Let's talk about that. So, Kareem, your thoughts. What was your your childhood like during these
6: times? Well, um, I was raised, up. I believed in Santa Claus. Uh Uh, And uh, looked forward to Christmas morning, go in the living room and Packages are up under the evergreen tree. Uh, and in my earliest thoughts, I was thinking to myself, he was here. Who was that he? The little fat white white man dressed in a <laughs> red clothing with a long white beard that was, was judging whether we were naughty or nice that lived up in the cold regions of the (laughs) North Pole. I believed that. Um, But as time went on, well, matter of fact, my my eldest sister saw my parents putting gifts under the tree late at night. And she shared that with me. And uh, we kind of, got away from the belief of a Santa Claus, of a Santa Claus, uh, let me state that there is nothing wrong with giving gifts. There's nothing wrong with exchanging gifts. We as Muslims are encouraged to exchange and give gifts after the month of fast, the blessed month of Ramadan. We are to exchange gifts and be as kind as possible. To our loved ones and everyone. So I'm not against giving gifts, but everything has to be somewhat, uh, uh, I would say, rational. Rational. Uh, you give a gift because that is coming from your heart, and uh, not based upon you want someone to like you or to love you and stuff like that. You give a gift. Because of what you care about that person. Now, what what happened is that that the uh, the gratitude of the gift was taken from the parents and given to a fictional character. And the, the children say, "Well, Santa Claus brought me this. Santa Claus brought me." This. When actually, when in actuality, our parents they sacrifice. They purchase those gifts for us, and our appreciation and gratitude should go toward our parents. We should be thanking them. You know, this idea of Santa Claus is a dying idea. <laughs> it is dying. Uh, you really don't see, you know, too many displays of Santa Claus. It's matter of fact. It's it's at the a point whereby children actually say. Mama, what are you going to get me for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
6: yeah, Or either they the look wow. through a catalog or, or that they go on Amazon and they express their, their wish to their parents, which to me is a plus because that is where the gratitude should be toward the giver of the gift and that is our loving parents. This idea of Santa Claus is Fade away as it should, as it, <laughs> it should. We have to learn to appreciate each other as human beings. You know, commercialism have stepped into the sacred realm and commercialized that holiday. They have, they have really, they really make a, a, a make a, a huge profit. Most businesses in America operate in what is called. The red, mm. a deficit all year until the Christmas season. Then, then huge purchases are made, and that places them in the black. The black means profit, profitability. You know there is a a uh, Christmas song that uh, everyone sings, but it is loaded with message. That, the, the the song Jingle Bell, jingle Bell, jingle mm. Bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to the right of the one-horse open sleigh.
5: Now, mm.
6: <laughs> there was a, a time, even in my life, where the cash registers, every time the cash register draw open, a bell would chime. That's right. A bell would chime. That's right. Right, and uh, jingle bells all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Why the one-horse? The horse is seen as a spirited animal,
7: as Mm -hmm. a spirited animal,
6: and we shall play on the the emotional spirit, the emotional nature in the human being and somewhat rob them. Empty their pockets, <laughs> one heart just one emotion is applied to that, and that is close to your heart they they place it right in in, in other words, if uh, a a child say, I didn't get nothing for Christmas, then they equate that with how much their parents love them,
5: mm. but the
6: parents have been caring for them all the year, made sacrifices and everything. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, so
6: they Place it on the child, and that child is the closest thing to the parent's heart. The parent will neglect, will neglect
5: Hmm.
6: financial obligations to satisfy the yearning of their children. Yes. some go overboard and be in debt for a whole year because this Christmas thing is placed right on the heart the emotional nature, the sentimentality of human beings. So I'm not against giving gifts, but let it be, be from a pure nature, not something that was manufactured, manufactured by uh, the industrialists, by the industrialists that caused us to go empty our pockets and suffer the rest of the whole year. And uh, it's a shame that they attach it to our children, to oh, our yeah. children. That that is exactly that's, that. That's what the whole Saturday
0: morning, you know, cartoon uh, experience was. That was the time when children watched television. You know, you got Saturday mornings off. You're watching cartoons. They got all the commercials, and they're marketing to children because children get their parents to buy. You know, brilliant strategy. It definitely worked. We all we all lived through it. And so the, the organizing of commercials to appeal to children was such a very deliberate strategy that it was increased. And as you pointed out, people are driven because their children are close to their heart. They're driven to try to satisfy their children. But like you mentioned about businesses, operating the red and then finally they're in the black because you know when you're when you're at a deficit you've marked down the on your accounting books you mark it in red so that you know that's a deficit or that's a that's a minus but then when it's a plus you mark it in black so when you're finally making a profit and you're no longer in the red so to speak well then the numbers are in the black and hence there's black friday which is the day right after Thanksgiving when people start shopping for Christmas. And that's when the extreme buying season starts and businesses are now operating in the black. So that Friday after Thanksgiving is a very heavily marketed day. They've been organizing commercials and building up and building up. And as soon as you get done with your focus on Thanksgiving, now's the time to focus your attention on Christmas presents. And they have all kinds of sales and, and, and incentives for so you to go out and shop on that Black Friday because all the businesses, like you say, they want those cash registers to ring, jingle bells, want them to ring as people purchase, and they're finally in the black. So this, this is a whole... Uh, cultural phenomena that has been in a, in a large measure um, accentuated by the television uh, era that that has played a major role in the shaping of our culture because we're marketed to by t v now that things are online. There's a little bit of a change, and like you pointed out, there's not so much emphasis on a Santa Claus figure because children, like everybody, you can go on the internet and discover everything, and see everything, and learn everything. So there's not a whole lot of illusion about that. Now people would oh let children be children, let them believe in Santa Claus. You know they need some kind of imagination, and I and I get that. that But like you pointed out, if you as a parent are not letting your children know that you are making these sacrifices for them, how will they learn gratitude? And then you're going to be angry when they don't appear grateful for the sacrifices that you've made. We've got a comment here I want to share from Mama Joy, our second Saturday host. She says, congratulations, Naima and Brother Kareem. Move sailing through this season of gratitude and an ocean of emotions with true understanding, The true understanding. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Be it. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing. Being in gratitude oneself is how you teach gratitude to your children. If you as a parent are in a state where you're always complaining about what you don't have, you're always complaining about the money that you're being forced to spend. You're always complaining about the job you don't like. You are, you are creating an atmosphere of ingratitude. If you are grateful for what you have, and therefore you're showing how you're sharing what you have with those you love through your gift giving, that's a whole lot different than the idea of some strange person just giving something uh to your child or this this strange person making a decision of whether you're naughty or nice and deserve a present and all of that. You know, the Santa Claus uh injection to our culture that isn't so long term ingrained that it can't be redone or even erased, and our children won't suffer the absence of an imagination. I had a great imagination as a child. I mean, I invented all kinds of people and situations. I was in the house by myself, but my my, my my sisters were much older, so they were gone to school years before me, but I was never alone in my own mind. I had a whole town full of people that I interacted with when I was in the house by myself. So I was not lacking imagination. But I knew that the Santa Claus thing was pretend. I just I just knew it was like, I just looked at it like a joke that my parents were doing every year, you know, it's okay, the whole Santa Claus thing. I, just, I, I was like an old person in a young body. I knew that that didn't exist, but it was okay. It was a fun joke that we all enjoyed. And pretend, and it's okay. Just like my my imaginary people that I that I talked with, played with, fought with, you know everything. I mean, <laughs> my my mother watched me interacting with all these people. I wonder if she didn't think I was schizophrenic. I, I'm sure she just thought it was amusing. But I mean, I had such an extreme imagination. I invented an entire world in my own mind, and it kept me amused. I was never alone. So. Our children always are going to have the power of imagination, but it is important for us, if we're going to really teach them to value economics, that we allow them to know that we make decisions on purchasing things for them. But we also need to teach them the value of things that don't cost money, and that's where the challenge is when they're going to school and everybody's saying, well, what did you get for Christmas? What did your parents buy you? What did Santa Claus bring you? All these things, and they're constantly getting the message that love means spending money. How do we teach them different? We've got to take a break, but when we come back, I certainly want to hear uh, the, the stories from our listening and viewing audience. What was it like? As a child, if you ever had a time where you didn't receive the gift that you wanted, how did it make you feel? How did you feel towards your parents? How did you feel about yourself? And what did that teach you when you became a parent? What did that motivate you to do? Did you do the same thing, try to scuffle up money and and not pay your, your gas bill this month so that you could buy that toy for that child so they would be happy and love you? Or did you minimize the whole idea of Christmas? What did you do as a result of what you experienced as a child? We want, we want to know because we want to talk about how do we change things going forward, as they say. So we'll be right back after this quick break. We want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. And if you're
1: watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is greatness. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, duty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, Child care services, whatever you're selling, they
0: need to buy. It.
1: We're your media connection.
0: Just follow this
1: link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl and I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and, of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all, race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's south side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black
5: Moms.
0: We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. Fifty years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com.
1: Tune in to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. To hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions. And call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real
5: soon. Unmuted.
0: And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution
1: Global Radio TV
0: Show. I'm Naima Lateef, and I'm so grateful to our team of hosts. We have some fabulous women who are everyday teaching principles of higher consciousness. And I'm grateful because they come from the heart, and they're sharing their experiences and their knowledge, and their skills to help us to become the best version of ourselves. It's a wonderful thing when you are able, through your own words and actions, inspire the best in others. That's really what we're here to do. We're here in service to each other to help each other be the best versions of ourselves. When we do the things that make life better for others, that's truly giving value. You might have that grandmother who maybe she's old and maybe she doesn't get out much, but she can sit around and tell stories to the children. And she can recall things that really spark their imagination and give them a sense of history, one who actually lived through those momentous times. And she can talk about her childhood and what it was like and some of the experiences that she had, and it can really fire up their imagination. And that can be a special gift that she gives. But what if your 80-year-old grandmother feels like she's got to somehow dig into her Social Security money and buy some expensive toy for the child and she's under stress because she's really not able to physically get out much and so she's got to try to get her money together and get somebody to go to the store and buy this thing so her grandchild will love her? Why would we do that to grandma when grandma has so much more value than what she can buy for us? And maybe giving of herself her time, wisdom, her experience, maybe that's more valuable than any temporary toy she can buy. Think about it.
1: Don't bring, We certainly, you know uh, yes.
6: Yes. I'm, uh, uh, I don't want anyone to think that we are anti-gift giving, but there is is a... Uh, We have to be conscious consumers, conscious consumers, you know, not just unconscious, just going there, just grabbing stuff and and neglecting our responsibilities and our financial obligations. Uh, You know, in the story of the birth of Jesus, may Almighty God grant him the highest station in the paradise, the story says that three wise men, Came from out of the east, and they were bearing gifts. They, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there were three gifts. It was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm-hmm. Frankincense and myrrh are scents. You know, they are are a uh, a scent. They smell real good. Right. And it was was a very valued product to have. Uh, so based upon that story of the three wise men bearing gifts, then uh, the Christians decided that they should give gifts also. Well, that's fine. But when the commercial entities have entered into this and put a lot of pressure on us, uh, that uh, that's not healthy. You know, Commercial means commerce. When we see a commercial on on the Internet or TV, the aim is commerce, to extract money from you. Uh, They supplant ideas in our subconscious, below our conscious level, below our conscious level. And before we know it, we are buying things that we had not planned to buy. It has been supplanted in the subconscious. So let us remain rational, uh, remain uh, uh, logical, and exchange gifts appropriately. Come from the heart, not because some Santa Claus or you want someone to love you and stuff like that. No, we give gifts because we value each other as human beings. So I'm not anti-gift giving. But this has gone to an extreme. Crime, crime truly explodes during this season here. Uh, why? The idea to accumulate material things. When someone asks, "Did you have a good Christmas?" Uh, someone say, "Well, yeah. I got this here. I got this bike. I got this. I got. I got. I got. I got." <laughs> You, you—that you, is, that is emblematic of a good Christmas. But a good Christmas is to solidify your faith. Solidify your faith. Spend periods in prayer, uh, 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 re- reflection on what Almighty God has done for us. So you, you—we know, can't divorce ourselves from the, the, the religious and spiritual aspect of this celebration that is celebrated by Christians. And we respect their traditions, but uh, we don't want them to be misused by unscrupulous people that somewhat robbed them in this season here. We have to think and be rational and give from the heart for real. Very important.
0: Well, you know, I think when we understand the origins of things, we can understand how it can get out of hand and be misused and manipulated. And in this uh, very much commercialized society, this uh, society in which everything is based on financial profit. And the 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 capitalism of everything, everything being turned into a business, even when it shouldn't be, that's when you go to extremes and it becomes exploitive. And like you say, you will have high crime. And how many times during the Christmas season do we hear of someone breaking into a place and stealing all the gifts? <laughs> you know, breaking into some church and steal all Mm -hmm. the toys that was supposed to be given to the children. So, you know, where's that Christmas spirit at? So, again, you're looking at people that, okay, how can I get something that I can sell so I can get some money? Because they're desperate because they don't have. So the whole society is not based on the love of the one we know as Jesus. It's not based on even the gifts given to one who's being honored as that first story was supposed to demonstrate. It's based on a greed factor, and it's based on people who are believing they are lacking the reason why they steal from others. But let me give you a little bit of history on St. Nicholas, the, the person that the Santa Claus character was based on. St. Nicholas was a third-century bishop of Myra, who became the patron saint of children. He was celebrated on December 6th, his feast day, and was known for his gift-giving and miracles. He was brought to America by Dutch immigrants as Sinterklaas and later transformed into Santa Claus, the jolly man in red who delivers toys on Christmas Eve. So incorporated some features of ancient European deities, such as white beard and magical flight. So we know that American culture is kind of a melting pot of a lot of different immigrants' traditions, and this particular one, uh, heavily influenced by the Dutch when they came to America. And we know it was just a couple of centuries ago, so it's not like this is like thousands and thousands of years old. It's not. You're talking about the third century, first of all, someone who lived back then, and then... America, of course, just a couple of hundred years old. So even the whole, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all of that that we grew up with, I mean, these are some fairly recent manifestations of a means of marketing the idea of gift-giving to children, to parents, so that they will buy the gifts. This is a fairly recent manifestation in our culture. It's not like it's not able to be reworked so that we can bring back the gratitude that comes with families that share love through gift-giving. The idea isn't so much to remove the tradition of giving gifts, whether you give gifts during a birthday celebration or you give gifts during an Eve celebration or you give gifts during a Hanukkah celebration or you give gifts during a Christmas celebration or you give gifts during a Kwanzaa celebration. There's nothing wrong with exchanging gifts that may be something helpful that a person needs or something that would bring them a bit of joy or something that, would inspire them, you know, uh, children who get building blocks, you know, that might help their minds develop the ability to create structures and that sort of thing. So there's educational gifts. There's all kinds of gift giving that can be helpful. But like you're saying, Serene, we don't want people to be manipulated into spending absorbent amounts of money for some trendy new toy that's been marketed to their child. Deliberately, so they can be under stress and standing in line overnight trying to get the toy before it gets sold out when the store opens up. You know, all that kind of madness where you're being manipulated into buying something that really doesn't have a lot of value after it loses its initial interest. So if we are aware that we're being manipulated, then we can – redefine what happens in our own homes during this season of spending so that our very young children can experience the joy of family gatherings. So that's where the joy comes from, not in the things. But we have to have some joy in our household. If we've got fighting and strife and anger and
5: resentment and
0: children fighting over the toys and all of that, there's no joy with that spending. So first, let's cultivate the joy in the house. What is the atmosphere like in your household during this time? Is it stress? Is it fear that you don't have enough? Is it resentment of the child for asking? What is the atmosphere in your home right now? Is it a spirit of joy? And if it isn't, what is Robbing you of your joy.
3: Ask yourself
0: that.
6: So, you know, when I was, was uh, a, a, a small boy, uh, my parents were Catholic, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the focuses was after we get through opening up toys and running around and stuff, uh, we were encouraged to go to. Christmas Mass, mass mm-hmm. a, uh, you, you're held in the, the uh, church so that uh, you know that spirituality was connected with the celebration of Christmas the spirituality has been somewhat wrung out of the Christmas celebration um, uh, so all we have to do is change our minds and focus on what is most important, most important, uh, the coming of Jesus Christ, may God grant him the highest station in the paradise of uh, his introduction to the world, to the world. I never see or have read anything whereby in, from a historical nor. Uh, religious or, or revelation, where uh, Jesus Himself, we pray the prayers and the peace upon Him, celebrated His so-called birthday. Mm-hmm. I don't find that, and I, I, I don't find that in uh, in Scripture. So, oh, you didn't read that Scripture
1: Where they where, where they, had, they
3: brought the cake and the candles out and saying you didn't read that Scripture.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, nor the Christmas trees. And all of that There, are, there is a, a, a scripture That forbids Forbids the Christmas tree It, it mentions The axman goes out into The woods Cut the a tree Brings it in his home affixes it Where it can stand And then place lights on it uh, That is a prohibition uh, that is a misdirected form of worship. Oh, it's a misdirected form of worship. God discourages us for doing that. That tree becomes a symbol, a, a symbol of a, 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 almost worshiping that tree. The reason that they use the evergreen tree is because it stays green when other trees' leaves have failed. So they began to worship life. What life? And this was symbolic of life. Of life. So some of these customs come from pagan ideas. And uh, we need to purify our faith. Let's purify our faith. Let's get rid of these myths that have their roots in paganism and other forms. Let's work to purify our faith and purify our hearts, and then we won't be exploited, inshallah, God willing. So I'm not knocking the the sacred rights that Christians have. God says he has given each community their sacred rights. But if we don't use our intelligence to those sacred rights, The enemy of mankind will exploit us and rob us of our potential, our wealth, the love, even the love of our children. So, yes, we should give gifts out of appreciation, but let us be rational. Let us use our intelligence. You know, there's such thing as a household budget, as a household budget. Can we really afford that? We'll displace the household in dire straits. That is a priority that we have to consider in our consumer, in this explosion of consumerism, buying things that we really don't need, buying things that was just suggested to us, and all of that. And I pray that we get a handle, get a handle on our religious expressions because they can go to an extreme. And be a burden on the people. Yes, Absolutely. ma'am. Absolutely. If
0: something mm-hmm. is a burden, then it's definitely not bringing you joy. Now, when we were growing up, oh. we had one of those uh, plastic, you know, assembled <laughs> uh, trees that were silver colored, you know. And that, and that was all part of the ritual, you know, putting up the tree and all that. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm grateful that we never killed a live tree in celebration of this holiday. No tree had to die so that we may decorate it and then watch it further die later on because we've chopped it down from its roots. So as we become more ecologically conscious, let's reconsider. And I understand that that in itself is a business, you know, growing trees and then Mm -hmm. selling them during this season. But it takes a whole lot longer for the tree to grow than it does to chop it down and provide oxygen so that we can breathe. So is it wise for us to ever kill a tree? I understand firewood. You know, we've we've had fireplaces, you know, people keep warm with burning wood, and that's understandable. Even the trees understand that uh, they are providing a different kind of service when they're being burned for firewood. But is it construction? Wise? Construction, yes, we build things out of wood. So trees do a wonderful service for us. Is killing a tree to decorate it a wise thing for us to do when we can, in fact, create artificial trees? if we just want the commerce of selling a symbol and it's nothing wrong with symbols but i would i would urge us to as we grow in our consciousness to rethink every tradition that we have that requires some plant life to be killed when the plant life is constantly purifying the air that we're polluting with our industry so even the custom of giving flowers, say on a Mother's Day or a holiday, maybe we can give the plant of flowers and it and allow it to keep growing in a pot with roots so it can continue to expel the freshening oxygen into the air that it does. Maybe rather than if you want to have a live tree, maybe you can – start purchasing a tree in a big pot so that it can still be growing or still be alive afterwards, maybe even replant it back where it was or whatever the case may be. Because we have to start thinking in terms of all life and how all life is interconnected. And when we create customs that require something to die, that was actually improving our lives, that's not wisdom. So, yes, we've got this tradition with the pine trees, and we've got a whole business of pine trees being sold during this year, just like we got a whole tradition of people slaughtering turkeys on Thanksgiving, a whole business of raising turkeys for slaughter. Now, of course, I'm a vegetarian, so i got a whole different view about... <laughs> eating live, you know, animals or whatever the case may be. But when you talk about extremes and you're raising animals and keeping them pinned up where they don't have a quality of life and you're not caring that they don't have a quality of life, you're not seeing them as living beings like yourself. Well, we have been through that as a people. Do we want to ever inflict that kind of pain and suffering on another being when it's not necessary? And there are other ways of eating. There's other ways of even raising animals that you may later consume their flesh. But why are they suffering through life because of an extreme commercialism? There are farms that raise free-range animals, and they have sea lives and fulfilling lives and raising their, 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 their chicks, you know, the hatch, the eggs and become grown chickens or, or turkeys. Not every not every animal that's later consumed for their flesh has to suffer through life because of an extreme commercialized corporate farm environment in which they're suffering because when you eat that flesh, you're eating the energy of their suffering, their fear, death, sadness, energy is in the flesh that you're eating when they're raised that way. So we can be conscious you about every I mean? tradition we wish to hold on to and not cause suffering.
6: Yes. You know, Naima, we... Um... You mentioned Mother's Day. Mother's Day started out as an anti-war movement sponsored by mothers of this country. Absolutely. Uh, it was a response to the, the great loss of life during the Civil War and World War I.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: I can't remember the female's name that started it.
7: But she wanted
6: the voice of women to be heard concerning going to war and their children being sacrificed on the battlefield. Now, commercial America entered that movement, Hallmark cards and all of that, the flower industry, and it has been hijacked and sent in another direction. This is the female solution. This is the female solution. And Mother's Day was a female solution to prevent and prohibit war because they dreaded the loss of our children. But look at how it's been commercialized now. Look yeah. at the mass sums of spending. So if we go back to the original, the original, then there are great principles contained uh, within every ritual. The evergreen tree is a symbol, is a symbol of life. Uh, I, th- there, there are principles behind every symbol, behind every symbol. We have to return back to what is natural, the nature of things, you know? Uh, so uh, this is a very highly commercialized season now. And most families are struggling under this crippling inflation. The price of everything has gone up. So I hope that that give us pause, pause to stop and think, you know, and to love our children because they're our children, because they are dear to our heart, and not
7: tied to uh,
6: to uh, something that happened two thousand years ago. We are present now. We are present now. And uh, uh, so that appreciation, the sacrifice, the giving of gifts has to be monitored. You know, keep control of your emotions and let your children know you love them. Mama sacrifice to get you this. I remember my mother, my mother, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. but Later, when I noticed, in a certain part of the year, she would get a part-time job at this large hotel as a a salad girl or whatever. And come to find out she was doing that to earn more money, Mm -hmm. to bring more money to the household so that her and my father could afford the gifts that they gave her. So, you know, praise be to God, yeah. we, we hope to uh, turn this thing around and get back to what is natural, what is normal, what is rational, what is intelligent. Life is intelligence. It's not just emotion. They play on the human emotion and rob the human being blind. Absolutely. I'm just saying. You're right. Well, I
0: think that's a beautiful thing that you discovered that, that your mother was doing this, making that sacrifice. For you all, and that's what mm-hmm. that's what helps you have gratitude when you know that your parents and those who love you are making an effort because they want to bring you joy. So we're going to take another quick mm-hmm. break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some activities that you can engage in with your children to help engender that attitude of gratitude, so that they and recognize the things being done. No, I'm
6: sorry for you. Yeah, we okay. have two callers from the American 360 studio board. We'll come to our, our callers right
0: after the break. We'll, we'll
6: get your okay.
0: comments right after this brief break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the
1: 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody. Friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services.
0: Whatever you're selling, they need to buy. It. We're your media connection. Just follow this link. And tomorrow
1: you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly culture, world peace, restoration of light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the Movement for World Peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com.
0: We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood, with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace.
5: This is our goal. Be a part of the
0: transformation.
5: Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. M- Go to
0: www.naimahlatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com.
6: You can the world. This <laughs> has <laughs> been a public service announcement from Iman Abdul-Hakim abdul American Muslim 360 Radio, number one Islamic radio station in the nation. Asalem, Malik.
1: We are back.
0: You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host Kareem Hamie, and today we are talking about how to teach children gratitude. And we've got a couple of calls on the American Muslim 360 line, and of course, want to uh, share some of our some of our comments on our Facebook and YouTube channel and. Viata, our Friday and Sunday hostess, Grand Riding Queen. Thank us, Universal Spirit, for promoting the high vibration of gratitude. Yes, gratitude is a very high vibration. It is a state of being, and when you are in gratitude, you actually attract more to you because you're appreciating what you have. There is a science to that, and when you are ungrateful, then even what you have disappears. There is a science to that. So this is why we have to teach our children appreciation for all of the things that they have, appreciation for the little things they have, appreciation for people, appreciation for everything in their lives that they're enjoying, because they will get more the more they appreciate what they have. So, Brother Kareem, I believe we've got some callers that wish to share some thoughts with us today.
6: Yes, ma'am. Now, Emma, would you press one on your phone that will allow me to keep up with you a number on the studio board? Okay, now let me see. Does it
0: Did it light up? Because I know I'm connected with two different lines. Oh, so I wait not if-
6: Wait, 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 wait. I have to put you on mute. Then you press one. you It should show up. Okay, let me try it again. All right, try it now. Yeah, I I just pressed it. It may not work
7: because I, I'm on I'm I've got one phone, if you're connected trying to it, it's phone not, line.
6: It's not showing up. Yeah, it's probably, I'll just
7: keep my eye on it
6: inshallah, yeah. on the it. studio board. Yeah.
0: Here. Yeah. Just remember three one two eight four nine. That's
6: <laughs> Yes ma'am. Um, At the next oh, commercial right. break I'll see well, if I, I have... can
0: un- disconnect and then reconnect and, and maybe I can press
6: one so you can see me. All right. Thank you. I'll be grateful for that. Uh, we have two callers on the line that I, I will open up their mic. Error code 312882. Minister Floyd Plump. As-salamu alaykum. Grand rising. Where well,
7: are you Shalom. as alaykum. And grand rising to you too, Brother Kareem.
8: And uh, yes.
7: Sister Naima Laptik. As-salamu alaykum, beloved family Yes, wa alaykum salam yes.
0: Peace be upon you as well Wa
7: Thank you Yes, we can Yes, we can give, Brother Green We can give gifts, you know what I mean And, and giving gifts is uh, the greatest gift that God has given us Is our brand new life today for me, myself, and I to have breath, <laughs> to have breath, not it. and I'm a happy camp for 365 days. However, you know, I wanted to say uh, to uh, you and the world, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and especially Happy Kwanzaa. Now we got, uh, you know, I just gave my granddaughter, for an example, Plump Music Productions, to get her seated or rooted in, 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 uh, in, in a keyboard, which is a piano, mm. you know. All right, from music, doctors is on the way with my fifteen-year-old granddaughter. She got a keyboard now, so she can go around and play it to different churches and the organizations and the business. She can develop herself to be an entrepreneur, like uh, Mother Queen, uh, uh, Aretha Franklin, and my grandmother put diapers on Aretha Franklin. And uh she well, put the yeah. apples on me. Yeah, you know, I come from a long line of legendaries including uh Walter Payton and Yahshua, uh-huh. the Lord of the world, who most knows Jesus Christ. Uh the honorable minister kind Farkhan of say always uh up with uh uh Jesus and down with uh, Santa. You know. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and you see, yeah, but that's the truth You know, see, Santa is a fictitious character Which is a, a wrong uh, uh, character You know, see, God, Yahshua, who most know as Jesus Christ Is a righteous character And uh, the righteous is different from wrong And, 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 and righteous is always, now and forever, going to be our right Because God created Yahshua, who most know as Jesus, as the Lord of Lords, uh, King of Kings, and God of Gods, from the mother Mary. So we are celebrating every day in Kwanzaa. And I just want to share this thought that we're going to be having a, uh, uh, the Harold Washington Foundation is going to be having a Kwanzaa celebration at 515 South Cottage Grove. It's going to be a rally, a press conference, and I sure hope to see you there, Sister uh, Naima, and a a, a raffle. And that's going to be on Sunday, December the 27th from 2.30 to 4.30 at 3515 South Cottage Grove. And we're going to be uh, doing Team 23, which is also including uh, the Female Solution and Men on a Mission. You know, I'm one of the men on a mission and for more information, brothers and sisters can call me at three one two eight eight two five nine three five. And let's get rid of the job. Let's get rid of. See, the, one of the greatest things I think of uh, the greatest lies that America and the world portrayed was that uh, uh, Jesus Christ was a was was a white man, and that's not true uh Jesus Christ comes from the African motherland and he's a black man and and uh, uh I thank God for uh, the fact that uh, I was born black <laughs> <laughs> And I love you all. Keep up the good work. And uh, may Yahshua, uh, the Lord of the world, who most knows Jesus Christ, and the God-like opportunity of unlimited, unstoppable in the universe, Allah Akbar. all praise is due to Allah. Allah is God and Allah is the greatest and the best knower. So I'm just thankful I'm a servant. As Dr. King used to say, we all can be great if we just serve. So Brother Plump is serving with Plump News Production as we move on from here uh, in a collaboration with the whole community. Thank you.
6: Thanks, Minister Mr. Plump. Well,
7: yes, we appreciate you
6: so
0: much for sharing uh, that. And uh, I would just say uh, if parents really want to follow his example think of a gift that you can give your child that enhances a talent or skill or that inspires them in some way to develop a talent or skill i think a musical instrument is a brilliant way to inspire or discover a talent that they have that can take them far in life i've known people who got a you know sewing machine and became a great designer or got a piano became a great poser Uh, you know, got a horn and and became a great musician. You know, people who get things that can actually create to help them in their creative process. I've known parents who give a a child a, you know, a set of building blocks and the person becomes an architect designing great buildings. So if you're going to uh, think of what can enhance your child's life, think of something that, can inspire their imagination and their creativity, something that that will bring something out in them, because that's that's a gift that will give back to them. So thank you, Minister Plunk. We appreciate your sharing that. And uh, your
6: next caller. Okay, air code three one four five four zero. Welcome to the Female Solution. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please.
3: As-salamu alaykum. This is Sister Lou Princess Karima Z calling from Missoula. Sure. Well, I, 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 I wanted to share my experience for, um, with Christmas. Growing up, we didn't celebrate Christmas because my mother chose to be um, Jehovah's Witness. I grew up and I, I figured out that that was just the most practical thing to do. We had spirituality, we had some grounding, and then um, there wasn't the pressure of celebrating Christmas, and then we didn't we didn't have a a lack because Christmas is celebrated throughout our whole family. So we did get together with our family um, every single Christmas. We did have an uh, a, a great chance to celebrate the spirit of Christmas, and we had an opportunity to actually experience Christmas without the commercialism, which is an amazing experience that you you can experience the joy and the and just the atmosphere of giving without actually having to go out of your way to break yourself to do that for your children. I appreciate my mom for um for for, for um for raising us that way. I, I remember someone asked uh saying one of my coworkers uh, when I had the first become Muslim, she didn't know that I had never celebrated Christmas. She knew that I had just become Muslim, and so she—I heard her over talking, over—I uh, overheard her speaking on the phone to her 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 friends. It was like, "Oh my God, her children are going to grow up without um, without <clears throat> without Christmas and Santa Claus, and how cruel is that?" She thought it was so cruel that um, we did not celebrate Christmas, and. Um, I just want to say I never felt that way in fact i it was the opposite it was it was there was so much love um that um and and we did give presents um she actually did not celebrate it on the day of Christmas, so we, we would go shopping um years uh after the new year um came in so um and that's 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 um, one thing I wanted to share that you know it's i I wish that we would get to a place where we would be very practical about the movements that we want um, um, to make, and we would get very um, serious about how we use our uh, uh, use our money. If we would just stop celebrating Christmas one year, and you know, yes, it would hurt the, the economy, but points would be made. You know, um, if there's anything that we want as a community, we would make a very very good point. Um, if we stopped celebrating Christmas or just boycotted Christmas for a year. Um, and that example was played out and um, we saw that played out one dime at a time during the um, boycott, the bus boycott. So if one dime at a time do it, can you imagine what would happen if we did it, you know, um, um, one 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 year of boycotting Christmas? You know, uh,
0: Sister Karima, uh, you said something that kind of sparked an idea uh and i'm I'm thinking about that because uh the way we spend our money can have a major impact uh, uh, I just where where are you from again? what city are you from uh
3: I'm in Memphis Tennessee, Tennessee. okay.
9: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. By way of St. Louis. By
6: way of St. Louis. <laughs> yes, by way of St. Louis. I
3: can't forget that. Yes, by way of St. Louis. Yes. 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 So, well, uh, you
0: know, uh, but what you've said, uh, several things you've said that makes a lot of sense. But one of the things is that whatever your family tradition is, you're creating a memory for your children. So if you have created a joyful memory in whatever season, that's what your children are going to remember, and that's what's going to stick with them. It might not be Santa Claus and the coming down the chimney and the Christmas tree, but it might be some joyful thing that you all do together. Uh, you might be giving gifts at some other time of the year or some other month or whatever, but it's the joy, it's the laughter, it's the fun, it's the, it's the presence of people who love each other. That's the impression you want to leave in the minds of your children. That's what they look forward to recreating when they become grown. And
5: we, can, we can always
0: create our own family traditions that bring joy. When we, when we try to do something that the society says we're supposed to do and then it doesn't, maybe it doesn't turn out right, maybe... What really happens during Christmas is, you know, the adults get drunk and start fighting, and and then the children are fighting each other and and arguing over toys, and there's all this stress, and you know, that's what that's the impression that the children really have, and that's not that's not joy, you know, that's a forced thing that we're doing to create stress, and for people who might be Absolutely. dreading this season. I want them to think about what is it really recalling up in you and was it really fun as a child based on what your adults around you actually were doing and did that give you a good feeling or was there emotional pain attached? And that's what we don't yeah. want to recreate. But you said something about the spending of money and I really think if, we, if, we, if this war, if they can't get this, this war to end, then we need to, to really promote boycotting Christmas next year until this war stops, because that will have a global economic impact. And those who are orchestrating things and keeping the conflict going because they will not be right and fair to the people there, they need to feel the pain of the withdrawal of our dollars. So I think that's Mm -hmm. a global campaign that we can put forth. If they cannot figure out how to stop this war, then next year we boycott Christmas, and all the the businesses everywhere collapse. We collapse this global economy Because we will not continue to allow it to flourish and allow this war machine to keep going on and killing and killing and killing. I think that's an idea that we need to put out in the universe and manifest if they do do not stop this war and stop it now.
3: And we would get more than just the stopping of the war. I mean, boycotting Christmas would be way, way, way more impactful um, globally. Yeah, Just to America. Money moves all over the world during Christmas, when we're spending money, that's, that's that not busy. that not boycotting Christmas. We would be able to put everything we want on the table. Anybody, mm-hmm. and we would and it would comply because at that point we would we would be serious about um, or we would make a serious um, gesture um, or a serious um, 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 yeah just a serious gesture because uh, they don't take the. Picketing and the boy and you yeah. know, and the uh, they don't take that um, seriously. It's, yeah,
5: they it's, just overlook that. But yeah, we need and
3: we they, need to uh, speak with our dollars. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, we can make a statement with our dollars. That's so, right. I, I would love to see that. <laughs> well,
0: I'm, I'm certainly willing to put that idea out there and, and and let it catch fire and let it spread because, like we talked about, the Black Friday, the, the business community globally depends on our spending during this season, many of them, to finally see a profit from that whole year of operating in a deficit. What about if we bankrupt you because we are tired of this war? And if the political uh-huh. leaders do not listen and arrange for what is right and just for those people who are suffering, and, and all the wars, every war, whether it's Ukraine, and, and, and Russia, whether it's, it's, it's Israel and Palestine, everywhere where war is being financed by these governments, if nobody has any money, the war will stop, and we can make it yeah. happen. So that's, that's our campaign.
6: Yes, sir. Yeah, I, have, I have joined a uh, group that is encouraging divestment from the arms dealers. If your pensions mm-hmm. or whatever... Is, uh, is connected with Northrop Grumman and all of these other large arms dealers, there's a movement to divest. Not, mm. you, you know, uh, so, and this is uh, a national movement, and hopefully it will grow universally, internationally, because they are using our tax dollars to kill other human beings. Uh, let me say this to my Christian brothers: uh, This, this so-called war that, that is being uh, heaped on the Palestinian people, this is not a religious war. Religion has nothing to do with that. Matter of fact, they have occupied Bethlehem, the birthplace, mm, uh, mm. Uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Uh, where it is believed that Jesus Christ was buried, Uh, they have occupied that, that they they have defamed that. And let me state to my Christian brethren, it is a family of Muslims that holds the key to the Holy Sepulchre. I believe Mm. it's been over 700 years, and it's passed Mm. on down the family line. So let us not be swayed into some type of religious war. Zionism is not religion. Zionism is racism and apartheid. That is what it is. So and,
7: and I uh, would like I to.
6: to
3: Listen, I, I would wanted to. If I may speak to that, it's it's very disheartening um, to hear anyone say, "What side are you on?" There's no side here. There's no mm-hmm. side to be on. It's, there's no side. I don't even get that. I stand with Israel. I stand with Palestine. I stand with human life and justice. This is, I mean, there's, I, it doesn't make sense to me that those that are, quote, unquote, standing with Israel would, would stand with Israel or the Zionists based on the reasoning that they're using for uh removing those people from their land it's, it's 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 dirt pick another place um i i i i just can't get my head around that um and it, and as they say where i come from they're playing in our face and this isn't this isn't just a palestinian issue this is an issue uh um of, of, this is a human issue and it it's not going to be limited to Palestine. We know this. No, it is
6: global. It is global. Most uh, What is occurring in the Democratic Republic of Congo are the uh, materialists taking advantage of a, a poor, subjective people. Uh, you know, there's only one spot on the earth whereby cobalt, is present. Cobalt is a necessary ingredient for running these high-tech computers, cell phones, you name it. But they are using slave labor, slave labor to extract. I'm, I'm talking about digging with their hands, children, the poor. So uh, this greed movement, this greed movement mm. is universal. That's all yeah. it is, greed and not being willing to share. Uh, Let me share one more thing, then I'll stop. Um, Ethiopia and Eritrea are on the verge of entering war. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ethiopia is a landlocked country, and it has no access to the uh, sea, to ports. Eritrea is charging huge sums, huge sums, for goods to pass through their country into the Democratic Republic of Congo. So this is getting ready to be be a massive, a massive uh, movement of people, a massive movement of refugees. People have lost their homes, that's, you know, so what we're speaking to here, it's a mindset that is universal, that is universal. And we are—we have been the—we have we—we we have been the victims of universal yes. greed, of universal greed. So, uh, Naima says in her statement, "If we just be willing to share,
9: mm-hmm. that will oh, it that is. will definitely
6: solve a lot of these problems."
9: That's it. That's so all. Anyway, yeah. Um, well, we we definitely right,
0: appreciate we we appreciate that insight about about those other places that are also in trouble. And it's mm-hmm. a it's a global condition as you've reiterated, where we have simply not learned to share. We gotta take one last break. When we come back i want to expound on that a bit, of course, and any other callers that are on the line, feel free to press one. Because it's the attitude of gratitude that enables people to share. And that's something that has to be taught in childhood by the demonstration of parents. So if this season is supposed to be about the sharing of love, then let's make it be about that and remove the commercialism that creates the selfishness that we're seeing in these acts of war. So we'll talk about that when we come back. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak. We'll open your mic and get your thoughts. And we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. Be right back. Stay with
1: us. Hi, I'm Naima Lateef. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people.
9: Yeah,
7: this hard. I've been trying, I've been tried.
0: We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years.
5: Fifty years
0: from now, the Earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children,
4: they will create a world where
0: people can live together in peace.
4: And once you...
0: This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatis.com. That's www.naimalatis.com.
7: Some ethnic groups are at a higher risk for certain cancers. For
6: example, did you know African American women are 20 to 40%?
4: Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country,
0: And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif along with our co-host Kareem Hamid and our American Muslim 360 family. And we invite you to call in 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891. And press 1. That lights your number up on our switchboard so that we can open your mic and get your thoughts. We're on a multiplicity of platforms, and of course, you can find out where all we are at www.thefemalesolution.com. And our website gives you a wonderful rundown of our wonderful team of hosts, and you can also go in, go into the archives at Blog Talk Radio and hear all of the shows and hear the daily show if you missed it at www. On air everywhere dot com slash on dash air dash radio dash network.
5: <laughs>
0: yes. So we are coming to you live on mini and in twenty twenty-four we are launching the on air TV network. Of course the female solutions part of the online network of associated internet radio hosts a global network of communicators that are using this wonderful tool of the Internet to raise global consciousness. That's what we do, and that's what we're committed to. So we're grateful. Definitely much gratitude to my wonderful team of hosts that every day bring you information that can be life transformative and bring guests, that share wisdom and knowledge, that can help you make decisions that are in your best interest. So we're excited with the growth that we have experienced over these last 12 years in being with you on the Female Solution and certainly being part of the American Muslim 360 family. And there's so much that our listeners and viewers have shared so we want to continue with the vision of transforming the world. And this is a season that can really be transformative if we take it in the spirit it's meant to be and not the spirit that has been distorted to be, which is one of extreme commercialism. I remember growing up as a child watching a Charlie Brown Christmas, which was always, out, you know, at the end of the other cartoon, I'm always in tears when, you know, he fixes up the little, pitiful-looking little tree and everything and, you know, just trying to understand what the real spirit of Christmas was about. You know, I'm a crier. I cry over everything. But uh, that was a way to really help children understand that it's not about the presents and, the you know, the commercialism and all that. It's about the love. And it's about the love that people often don't get that need. So, We've got a caller on the line, uh, and we've got a couple of callers on the line, and I'll open your mics. I just want to say one quick thing before I go to uh, 872-300 and then three one two six three two six three two. 632 I think you were first, and then we we'll go to the second one. Uh, but if you really want to feel the spirit of this season and exemplify it in your behavior, Do something for someone who can't do for themselves. Maybe go and visit children in a hospital and bring some gifts or go and visit some seniors at a senior building and bring something, you know, just some little symbolic thing, whether it's, you know, a, a, a plant, you know, something beautiful that they can see and smell or, you know, some little thing—a pair of socks. You know, any any symbolic thing that, should, that says care about you, even if it's a fruit basket. You know, make sure they have teeth to chew if you're bringing to a senior building. But <laughs> but, it's something that just says I was thinking about you, and I care about you. You matter to me. Do something for somebody. Go serve dinner at a. a soup kitchen or something, do something selfless. Take some hats and gloves out to some homeless people if if it's cold where you live and just pass them out. because they're going to need those things if they don't have socks. You know, bring them some socks that don't have holes in them, you know. Do something for someone that can't do something back for you. Totally selfless act. And watch the joy inside of you. Increase. I used to take my daughter with me when we would give out sandwich, sandwiches to the, the homeless or we would give out clothing to the homeless. I wanted her to experience giving. Of course, she's a very generous person to this day, very loving, very generous, very giving from the heart. Instill that in your children by taking them with you when you do something charitable. And don't treat people badly that you're giving charity to. Treat them with kindness. Treat them with with love and honor and, and respect and let your children see that because that is what will stick with them in terms of what the spirit of this season is about. So, uh, Kareem, before I, I take these calls, I want to make sure you have any, any more calls on your switchboard.
6: I've seen none at this time. Okay, uh, area code
0: this. All right, well, 312-632, your mic is open. Admiral Nelson Day.
2: All right, Admiral Nelson Day. To your point and uh, Brother Kareem's point about gratitude, every time I've attended a funeral presided over by uh, Minister Ishmael Muhammad, uh, the national representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, whose mother, by the way, was, is, Tanya Muhammad, and his father is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam, he extols the virtue of gratitude. And I'm grateful just to be alive. Uh, and really? I'm taking full advantage of being alive. Uh, I quip, I say not dead yet, you know, <laughs> thankfully.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, <laughs> because, you see, there is a permanence to what Dr. King called that thing called death. You see, um, in order for a man to fulfill his divine purpose in life, he has to be really alive to do that. And I would just say what I have learned from empirical observations is that there are certain elite individuals who are without a soul, and upon their physical demise – they're permanently dead. And so it's like they have um, uh, an envy, a covetousness, a hatred of uh, living souls such as myself who um, believe that the soul lasts forever, that uh, there is no death for people of my ilk. And what brings immortality is the um uh uh eternal influence of a man's life who will have lived in such a way that uh the people some kindreds of the earth are eternally grateful for his life and i see myself in that number i'm 62 years of age and i have a whole lot of work to do aside from replacing Brandon Johnson, Chicago's next mayor. I mean, the whole world is available to me to fully exploit in a good way. And I'm establishing a parallel quantum financial system, which is of divine, uh, as opposed to satanic influence, the world order of Baha'u'llah. There's a book entitled The World Order of Baha'u'llah by Shoghi Affinity, the great-grandson of Baha'u'llah, the prophet, founder of the Baha'i faith. And it's important to understand the dynamics of the Baha'i administrative order and really the world order of Baha'u'llah, which I'm a promoter of as the divine well, ordained system of global governance.
0: We certainly appreciate you sharing that information. And, you know, there, there are so many spiritual leaders that have come among us that have consistently guided us toward the ways of love and peace. That is not as though we on, in, on the planet don't have the guidance. We just have not been following it. And as soon as we follow the teachings that continuously get reiterated to us can create the world that we desire. So thank you so much for all that you do, and thank you for your consistent uh, support of the uh, HLN Homeless Project, the Higher Learning Network's Homeless Project, and, and delivering of your bean pies to those who are truly expressing gratitude for your gifts. Thank you so much for all you do. Uh, area code
8: 872-300. Uh, uh, yes, good morning. Sorry, John, a Did groovy. I catch it at a,
0: at a, at a wrong moment? <laughs> Take some water. No, I was. Uh, <laughs> you okay?
8: No, I just. Uh, just the morning. Just getting up in the morning. That's it. Yeah, I understand uh, A little chilly. Had the window open.
0: Ah, Um, it is chilly in Chicago. Yes,
8: it is. Yeah. I believe it's in the 30s today. Yeah, well, that's normal. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: This this is that cold season. So, yeah, and that's why I say, you know, you can do something really great by bringing some some socks and gloves and and hats to the homeless that's would be a wonderful uh, thing to do for those who want to give in their
8: children that spirit of giving. I I, I did my uh, spirit of giving yesterday when I counseled a young brother. Uh, He heard me talking about uh, me finding my father and me finding Mm. who I am and why I've been doing all these things in my life that I never mm-hmm. knew that my my grandfather was a bishop priest over California. Wow. Now I wow. know why I've been preaching since I was a little child. Now mm-hmm. everything has come full extreme. So he was like, F my father, F my father. I said, I said, sir, who made you? You know what he said? God. I said, really? Go check your birth certificate and, and, and find out who made you.
5: Mm. Don't put
8: God before your parents. I am not a religious person. I am so free of religion. I am so so free of religion. That's why people get agitated when I come around because I'm a happy person because I'm not religious. You'll never hear me speak about religion. And this is the number one problem that we have in our society today. Things are not going to change because with other people who are using war, hatred to benefit them, what we have to do is stop giving them attention. Don't talk I about your acts and then let, let them figure out, like, oh, nobody's watching me over here killing somebody. Oh, nobody's watching me bombing somebody. No, we're not watching you anymore. We're over here doing our thing. And so, like I said, this is the number one problem, especially in the black community, the exit of a father, which is designed by the government to separate. And, and it's another cycle that's that's creating itself. And I've been doing it for 20 years. And I've been mm. healing people saying, stop. You're putting that child through a whole life of frustration. Yeah. So that's my, well, you know, that's my giving. That's my giving for the season, and not just for a season, for a lifetime.
0: That. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that, and thank you so much for sharing that. And I urge, urge all families to focus more on healing the family risk and in your own households where you have the power to change things. So thank you so much for sharing what you do. And we all have the power to do the same, especially to put our attention on the positive and take it off of the misbehavior so that we can actually feel gratitude for the good things that are happening. Thank you so much. Area code 706202. Introduce yourself, Riley.
6: As-salamu Wa uh, I must speak to uh, that we, our parents are, are the avenue that uh, we are birthed through their system. Hmm. But the Creator created our parents and the system which gave us earth. There is a Creator. I'll stop right there, and we should have him uppermost <laughs> in our consideration and our thought. I'll stop right there. Thank you, my sister. Well, thank you so much,
0: Brother Kareem, and I believe we've got Baba and, Kwame on and the Brother line. Kareem
9: Georgia. Is exactly on point today. You know, I sit here in the stolen lands of the Muscogee Creek in Edenton, Georgia, and today <laughs> is the anniversary. I was there in well, I was there in Decatur, Illinois. And today is the day in which my mother took her last breath.
5: That mm. is today
9: or at seven thirty seven PM. You know, I go through this world mm-hmm. and know and know that I've never known a world without my mother. But my mother knew a world without me before she brought me forth. And that's what is mm-hmm. saying. Is that our mothers and fathers come together. We may not know the father, but the mother is always the person that you will know throughout your life till she takes her freedom breath. Yes. And so in that knowing her, we have to understand that we know a world that we've lived in that no longer holds her body, but her spirit lives in our hearts and in our minds. And we are the coexistence Mm -hmm. of what creator has created by giving us the energy to choose those two people to come through. And in having that oneness, we continue as human beings on this planet. Because even though my mother's body has returned, I still have my mother earth that I live on. I still have my mother earth that gives us all humans life. The earth does not need us. We need the earth. Yeah. Because if, if you woke, yep, if you woke up true. one morning and got ready to get out of the bed, and just as you got ready to step onto the floor, the earth said, don't you dare step on me. You have been abusing and misusing me. You can't walk on me anymore.
5: Ooh, what where are you going to go? Wait yeah, so we'll go. Do you I,
9: do. See, that's the power of the mother.
5: Mm-hmm. But we've got to
9: begin to look at that because the thing that I I, I look at my mother was nineteen when she had me she was ninety one when she left this this planet mm. last week the thing that I have wow. to understand is she gave me my first inhale I stood mm-hmm. there and she exhale her last breath mm. never knowing that that was going to be the mission. That was going to be the mission that she gave me, that that inhale, in order for me to stand there as she exhales her last
7: breath. That's
0: right. That's right. That's, that's. And that
9: is the power of this
0: cycle of life. When you give life, life is given back to you over and over again. And, Baba Kwama, you are so blessed to have been present during your Mother's releasing of her spirit to the freedom of the spirit realm. And I thank you so much for sharing that experience with us so that we can no, and understand I thank how us. powerful
9: it is. And I thank us for being there because you are my spiritual family. My family, my sisters and brothers and my nieces and nephews all watched that in that room together. All 30-something mm. of us were in that room watching wow. her as she took that last breath. All the ones that loved, everyone that got a breath from that one woman, that everybody in that room got that breath from that one woman when she wow. brought us into this life.
0: And that is powerful. Yes, it is. We thank you, Baba Corney because all of us at one day are going to take that last breath uh we've got we got 30 seconds for area code 773450
6: uh got about 30 seconds before we have to wrap go ahead grand rising hallelujah greetings assalamu alaikum to the brothers
8: and sisters out there you know it's Why interesting this whole because you know what's interesting is this whole subject about gratitude
9: You know, they have seasons of giving and thanks and all that. You should live that as a model of what you do every day, being so gracious as to stop to help somebody. The next paradigm is going to be solutions only where all we do is help each other, and poverty itself will be eradicated. So much more,
8: hopefully, poverty of the spirit needs to be eradicated. Because in our society, it's all about competition and I got more than you and I'm better than you, which
9: really means nothing because I can't get along without you. I agree,
0: brother, absolutely. You you can
9: hear every show in the archive
0: at www.blogtalkradio.com
8: forward slash
0: the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemale solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimahlatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Cheshek, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Alingato, Korea, Kamomidad, Russia, Spasiva. Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujan, France, merci. Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medassi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, Geret, Kenya, Asante, Israel,
1: Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran.
0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you, and the mercy of God, and God's blessings.